now it's Just Plane Radio. Yeah. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I can fly. Take me to the Brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. It's your lucky day. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. You got a plane. Call Just Plane Radio toll free now at 888-884-2FLY. And the sky's the limit. That's 888-884-2359. Sir? I'd like you to take the helm, please. I'd be glad to. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me, along with Captain Dennis. We are your crew for Just Plane Radio, the show devoted to the aviation lifestyle and learning to fly. Air Venture in full effect this week, and we uh, we got you covered as much as we possibly can. You know, I'm still in Florida. Dennis is uh, getting ready. Well, actually, he's, uh, he's, he's heading out there today, and he's going to do some man-on-the-street stuff that you'll hear uh, potentially next week. But that doesn't keep us from covering some of the things that we've heard about already, uh, both behind the scenes, scuttlebutt, that kind of stuff, which leads us to our first guest today. Is that right, Dennis? That's correct. We uh, we actually were approached by the folks at FlightAware uh, several weeks ago to actually take a look at an early look at a new product that they were going to be introducing at AirVenture. So I've had a chance to play around with this before the official announcement and as much I love it as much as it's scary. Uh, we, my wife now knows exactly where the airplane was and is. Although right now that's not so hard because mine's still in the hangar. But right, know, once I get it going again, she will actually know what tie down spot I'm in. There because, you go. It attaches uh, to your they, plane, not necessarily <laughs> to your body. But who knows? That could be an upgrade. Uh, well, Ka- you know, Kathleen and James are our guests. From FlightAware, gang, uh, welcome to Just Plane Radio. Catherine, how are you? Good, good. Happy to be here. Kathleen Bangs with FlightAware. And we're just really excited. We really want to thank you guys for testing out our new product that we just uh, debuted this week at AirVenture at Oshkosh. Uh, FlightAware is known pretty much globally, certainly by a lot of people who use us as airline passengers and actually airline customers Mm -hmm. uh, for big data. And we're also known in the corporate world because we um, are used by a number of corporate flight departments and corporate business jets. But but this is our first time really uh, creating a product directly for the GA market. And how we're defining that here at AirVenture is the piston airplane pilot or operator. And that's what Aviator is for. It's kind of the ultimate flight tracking device. We're taking all of the technology that we've been using for airline and corporate jet customers and now delivering that to the GA pilot so that they can get the same sort of advanced flight tracking that FlightAware is known for. And again, we're just really excited that you guys got to test out the beta version yeah. as we uh, worked it out for the delivery. So Absolutely. Thanks for that. No problem. You've been tracking neighbors in your flight park. Is that right, Dennis? That's right. I've got a, a couple of the neighbors that I fly with regularly, so I've uh, put uh, their aircraft in. So it, it's been interesting. One of my neighbors uh, took a very long road trip up to Canada, and I could actually track him, and I saw which airports he was sta- stopping at for fuel and the taxi routes and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's really really detailed, but I can really see the advantages, you know, for a spouse to be able to know that her husband is on the roll or, you know, something like that in my particular case, or Ed and Keith, I think would love this for their flight school because now they can actually see 
when their students are on a cross-country flight where they're at, are they stopped and for gas instead of just, you know, watching the clock, hoping that, you know, here's the flight plan, where's where's our airplane? They know right down to the minute. And I think their instructors will find that equally valuable. Well, yeah, and they own the flight school. And James, how do you keep uh, people from using the software in a stalker mode type of fashion? Because it, it almost sounds a little creeper-like when uh, Dennis says that about his neighbors. You hear what I'm saying? And I kid, yeah, like, you know, <laughs> I, I do. And, and, you know, it's important to, to remember that all this data is out there right now. It's being transmitted by your, your transponder and uh, already being received by FlightAware. So, uh, you know, you could FlightAware and, and other applications, any ADSB tracking application. So, uh, you know, you can't. You could get yourself on the FAA block list if you're super concerned about trying to maintain uh, privacy in that way. But Aviator doesn't necessarily uh, give you uh, fundamental tracking on aircraft that you wouldn't be able to get in other ways. Right. It just really enhances that and, and gives you more detail, things like surface movement and uh you know, squawk codes, a, a little more interesting detail, well, a lot more really, but, uh, uh, you know, it, it's not going to let you track something that you couldn't track before. Right. It just makes it more convenient and uh, kind of centralizes the information so you can process it for you and your friends and family, uh, you know, exactly. as far as, you know, filing a flight plan and all that kind of stuff. They just know where you are, you know, uh, yeah, which I, is important. I, Right, Kathleen? I think what you, yeah, I think what you mentioned about flight schools. Um, you know, I used to teach at the University of North Dakota and I mean just hundreds, thousands of students to keep track of. What a marvelous tool for any kind of flight operation or flight school to know where their students are, know what mm-hmm. the progress is on their cross countries. They'll know if they've landed at an FBO, they'll know what FBO, what airport, if they've had to divert. I mean, that to me is invaluable. But the other thing that I really like is I've got, you know, all these piles of logbooks with not a lot of details, just the origin, the destination, and a few notations. Right. What I really like for me personally, and we're what we're kind of finding out even with our early testers, is that different features appeal to different users. And so what appeals to me besides the alerts and being able to know where somebody is or have somebody know where I am at every phase of a flight, you know, from power on to uh, at the FBO is the flight history. So at any time I can go in on my phone, iPad, laptop, and I can look at my digital history of a flight and recreate that on the screen, right down to every detail. That's what I really like. And of course, if you've got a big operation and you want monthly reports, we're going to send those to you for every single airplane. And these are going to go on in perpetuity. But let's suppose I'm just a renter and I go out and I rent once a month. Same thing. Any tail number I put in there, I can use the tracking for. And it's beyond the tracking. There's just so much information that you can get when you go back in and look at our unified dashboard of the aviator um, platform. And that's, I mean, that's a feature I really like is just being able to call up any flight and look at the whole history of it and kind of, you know, really recreate it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a digital logbook or at least another entry to make it just that much more detailed. Yeah. You think, Dennis? Yeah, yeah. That's what I've been using it for as well. You know, I'll go out and fly with uh, my neighbors or students 
And it's just another way for me to go back and recreate the flight as I'm going and creating the entry for their logbook or, you know, updating their, my flight book online and getting, you know, what did we cover on this lesson? Oh yeah. And here I can see that we went to this airport and we did, you know, this approach, things like that. And it, it helps me also, you know, verify the flight time. You know, sometimes you'll forget to check your watch before you take off. And so I can go to flight aware and get a pretty rough idea of what our elapsed flight time was. There you go. James, uh, let me ask you, was this something that's been in the works for some time? I mean, uh, like you said yeah. earlier, like Catherine said earlier, it's uh, wildly uh, known in the commercial airline world. So uh, was this always, right. uh, you know, the plan from the beginning and it just uh, finally, you know, opened up to yeah. GA now? Yeah. So, uh, you know, I started working for flight aware about two years ago and I'm a commercial pilot myself. Uh, and I fly a lot, and I started using a lot of these features that are available uh, to employees at FlightAware as part of these more advanced commercial services that we've offered for several years. And I really started using them a lot in my own flying and really mulling over and talking to various folks here at FlightAware. Hey, we should really make some of these features available to the small aircraft owner operator. Uh, I find them very valuable. They're the kinds of things that after you've been using for a while, like Dennis mentioned, you're tracking your own flights and really getting a lot more in-depth detail and uh, seeing things like surface movement, uh, having the ability to alert on power on and taxi and these things. When you don't have that, you start to miss it and you really start to uh, integrate it into your kind of flying uh, lifestyle. So yeah. at that point, you know, I was like, hey, we really should make a new product and make it available to the small aircraft owners to be able to take advantage of a lot of this stuff. Kathleen, uh, so how do people get this? Is it out now or what? What are you going to do? Yeah, we just launched it uh, Monday at Oshkosh. And all you've got to do is go to the FlightAware website or just put in flightaware.com slash aviator. I love it. Flightaware.com. Check them out. And uh, we got more to cover on AirVenture and then some next on Just Plane Radio. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. Whether you're a flight student, an experienced pilot, or simply an aviation enthusiast, there is a place for you as a member of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Join AOPA to get the latest general aviation news, safety resources, and technical support you need to sharpen your skills and become a central part of the nation's vibrant general aviation community. Learn more about becoming a member at AOPA.org. 
That's AOPA.org. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the aviation world? Well, look no further than Just Plane Radio. Just like you, thousands of aviation enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to JustPlaneRadio.com. Send us an email and let us get to work to make your marketing message matter. With Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. How do they get all that metal up in the air? It makes no sense. It also doesn't make any sense how much you're sweating. Ha! He thinks we're all gonna die. This guy. If the plane doesn't kill you, I will. Looks like it's time for someone to take their sleepy pill. You're gonna be okay. You gotta fly, gotta fly away. No need to be. This is Just Plane Radio, Greg Copilot, Dennis Milo, Captain Dennis, we are your crew, and we are now joined by our friend Tom Hanks from AOPA. Uh, he's taking time out of his business schedule there at AirVenture to kind of, I don't know, uh, monitor some of the scuttlebutt that he's been navigating over the last uh, few weeks here on the big show. Uh, you know, this FAA thing has been uh, just crazy. Uh, you know, this whole thing with the... The flight instruction and experimental aircraft, they created a problem literally within like two weeks of air venture. And so uh, you're getting an earful, I'm guessing. Is that a fair assumption there, Tom, or what? Yeah, we're definitely hearing from a lot of members who are confused and wondering why this is happening. Uh, um, also, the FAA is getting an earful, too, from from pilots also wondering why it's happening, what it mm-hmm. is they're trying to accomplish, because they did turn uh, kind of uh, throw this thing out there. Uh, with no comment period, and uh, basically said, you know, here, here's the way it's going to be. It really resulted from a couple of incidents that happened in the Warbird community. We had the Collings Foundation accident to the B-17, which is a terrible tragedy, um, and that uncovered some issues uh, from a training standpoint and documentation standpoint for how things were being done in that particular case. Mm-hmm. And then there was another case where there's a, a, a fellow who was doing some flight training or uh, some rides in a, in a warbird, uh, arguably doing some flight training without the proper exemption that somebody flying a limited, limited category aircraft like that is supposed to have. And so the FAA, um, that was that one was a lawsuit that um, the FAA um, kind of took license with the um, resulting decision by the courts and ran with it and basically stood on its head 40 years of, of regulatory interpretation that we've all been living by and said, no, 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 no that's not what we've, been, what we've been saying for 40 years. We mean this instead. And oh, by the way, it's effective uh, uh, next week. By that, I mean, it was like a, you know, less than a week after the announcement. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's no comment period. And yes, all we know it's two weeks before Oshkosh when a bunch of people are going to be flying their warbirds and experimental airplanes, uh, but we don't care. Right. Uh, and so it just was, you know, it created uh, a lot of problems, a lot of confusion, uh, for no apparent reason. That's the really frustrating part. If they if they could demonstrate that, oh, yeah, 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 this is going to really result in a great 
increase in safety for general aviation or the warbird community, the explorer, or the experimental world? Uh, no, but they can't do that. And in some ways, arguably, particularly in the experimental market, it could lead to um, less safety because it may discourage people from using a flight instructor who is experienced in a particular type of of experimental airplanes, some of the higher performance ones, from even giving flight instruction or from an owner seeking flight instruction. So it's it, it's a mess. It's right. been very dynamic over the last couple of weeks. And, um, you know, we're hearing lots of different things uh, even this week about what may actually result. Okay. Well, we will uh, we will see. But this whole thing uh, came out of that uh, Warbird training uh, incident. Actually, the operation, I believe, is right down the street from us in, here in Orlando. Yep. Uh, yeah. And, um, you know, and they, they were trying to kind of close a loophole and in the process screwed everybody. <laughs> but, but do, do you think what I didn't know when we first started talking about this story a couple weeks ago is did they realize the mess or the, the Pandora's box they were opening in this regard? Uh, did they know this? Uh, because you're more in the know than we are. And I, and, or was this just kind of they were oblivious to the ramifications and, and problems this was going to cause for, for air venture and people trying to do that training you just described? Um, yes. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's a little hard. It's a little hard to tell. Yeah. I mean, I think what you're, you're going to hear, be hearing from the FAA is some backpedaling on this, um, and maybe some acknowledgement that, well, maybe they didn't really realize the impact of this decision. Yeah. Um, but certainly the legal department at the FAA had a good sense of what it is that they were doing mm-hmm. and, and seemingly kind of snubbed their nose at the usual process, how this would get done, which would be through a rulemaking process and a, and a notice of proposed rulemaking and comment period, you know, which usually takes like three years mm-hmm. uh, and they turn this thing around in a week. Right. So um, yeah, it does feel like they were, they were kind of running fast and loose with that and a little bit out of control. It's the, um, it's been, but it's been really frustrating because um, we haven't been able to get their attention the way that we thought we could, which is the reason that, you know, you hear uh, some of the folks talking about potentially legislation as, as being a way to kind of force the FAA to accept a certain interpretation for what is considered compensation for hire. Mm-hmm. We'll see what, we'll see what actually comes of that, if anything, but um, it may be a way and it may be a tool that we have to use to, uh, to, to get what we believe is a better interpretation of compensation for hire, which is really what this comes back to is, you know, what, what are you doing um, and what compensation are you being receiving for, for the flight instruction, for example, that you may be giving mm-hmm. the FAA's latest interpretation seems to be that anything is compensation for hire, including goodwill. So if I, if we were in the situation of you, know, you and your warbird, Greg, and I, and I do some flight instruction for you, but I don't charge you anything, but guess what? You kind of now owe me a favor, right? So that's goodwill that hmm. I have just generated. Um, and so that has a value according to the FAA. And so what? therefore, I do they have not know me? Do they not know me? Obviously, well, they don't. That's true. <laughs> well, because, Greg, I'm going to have to you know, send you a bill. You don't return favors that well. But. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, yeah. I, I mean, it, it, I understand what they're trying to do, but they're just making it way more difficult than it needs to be. And, uh, you know, sticking their nose into stuff they probably don't need to. But but this is what AOPA does. I mean, if it weren't for the fact that you guys alerted the industry to this uh, situation a couple of weeks ago, I'm not sure anybody would have heard about it in the industry because that's why you guys exist is to kind of keep, uh, you know, 
keep your 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 you know hands on the pulse of of what the FAA is doing and how it will affect aviators, uh, you know, in the U.S. if not around the world. Well, we like to think so for yeah. sure, and we we we're really good. Our our DC office is really good at establishing relationships with with members of Congress. We have a lot of pilots who are members of Congress. And they in particular, but we also have the um, uh, the caucuses, the General Aviation Caucus in the House and the Senate, which are um, among the largest caucuses of any type. And so, therefore, we've just been able to generate a lot of friends who will listen to us. And that's the reason that we have, you know, the ability to potentially bring legislation into the conversation, which the FAA generally doesn't like and uh, because they don't like to have the feds. Uh, right on on the hill, they don't want yeah. you questioning the, their authority. Yeah, right? right. Yeah, or their or their interpretations of their own regulations. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I don't know. We'll we'll have to see. Like you said, this is kind of a dynamic situation. Uh, quite the uh, the buzz, the scuttlebutt going on at AirVenture this week about it, and and if you see any FAA people, I I, I don't know, don't be mean to them. For God's sakes, it's not their <laughs> fault. But feel free to, you know, share your thoughts, as I'm sure has been going on all week. I, I, I wouldn't want to be one of those people right now. You hear what I'm saying at the event? But uh, God bless them for what they do. And hopefully, if you share your thoughts and uh, support for what AOPA is doing, maybe they'll listen up and, uh, you know, change gears a little bit. All right, we got more to cover uh, next right here on Just Plain Radio. Stay close. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. You are now clear for takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. How soon can you land? I can't tell. You can tell me I'm a doctor. No, I mean I'm just not sure. Or can't you take a guess? Well... Not for another two hours. You can't take a guess for another two hours? Come fly with me, let's fly, let's fly away. If you can use some exotic booze, there's a bar in far Bombay. Come on and fly with me, let's fly, let's fly away. They say, come fly with me, let's fly, let's fly away. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me, Law Captain Dennis. And from AOPA, we have Tom Haynes helping us out right now. 
smack dab in the middle of, well, towards the end of AirVenture in Oshkosh. He's taken some time to join us and give us his thoughts on some of the stuff he's been looking at and checking out and, and you know, monitoring the scuttlebutt when it comes to the FAA. And, well, you know, that'll be, I'm sure we're going to have even more news about that next week on the big show. However, uh, you know, when it comes to going to an event like this, you know, Tom, you have to cover what's going on in the industry, but you managed to work in some little personal things for your aircraft. Um, and I'm sure a, a few things have caught your eye. You're going to make any big purchases this week or what do you think? Well, always looking around for things, you know, go by the fly market and, uh, mm. stock up on stainless steel screws and washers and that sort right. of thing. Um, or, but, or, uh, or some camo uh, pants and jackets I, and things. There you go. Right. You've clearly been there, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, all, all the stuff you need for flying your bonanza, the camo. Yes. Um, but at this point, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd just love to have an airplane to go buy stuff for because I'm sort of between between airplanes here. So, yeah, what happened uh, with that? Because, I, you know, uh, he was telling us during the commercial break that, you know, he doesn't have his bonanza. And you said you sold it back in May and you've purchased a new one. Uh, was it shortly thereafter when, when you made the purchase with a couple other friends of yours or what? Yeah, well, it's, it was meant to all be one seamless, kind of seamless transaction. And yeah. yes, I sold my uh, A36, my uh, 1972 Bonanza to uh, a colleague here at AOPA at the beginning of May. But meanwhile, uh, I and two other colleagues here at AOPA yeah. uh, had uh, purchased, uh, put a deposit on a 1998 uh, Bonanza at A36 with uh, an upgraded panel and wingtips, nice. uh, uh, fuel tanks, and some nice other upgrades. So it'll be really nice. But part of the deal was it was to go in for an engine overhaul before we actually accepted it. Mm-hmm. And so we were anticipating having it by early July. Uh, and then and, and now it's in a hangar sitting next to uh, Captain Dennis's uh, engine, uh, <laughs> kind of all yeah. tore apart or what? <laughs> yeah, the engine uh, overhaul is taking a, a, a longer than we had anticipated by wow. oh um, months. Wow! And so here we are in uh, almost into August and don't have it yet. Hmm. Um, so uh, a little bummed about that because it's going to be really toward the end of August before it's supposed to be, is the latest timeline, and it better darn well be done because we've already lost the whole summer of flying. Well, golly, point, so. what, I mean, so. What has been the delay? Um, well, a variety of things. Mostly, it was the uh, the crankshaft uh, on the engine overall. The crankshaft needed to go out for um, regrinding and nitrating. So uh, that w- decision was made several weeks into the process, and that process then is done offsite and takes another several weeks. About five, they mm. told us initially, but then they came back later and said, "Well, what we meant by five was seven. Yeah. And so that now has pushed us instead of into early August, it's more like late August. Oh, geez. So we're, we're anxiously anticipating pos- taking possession of this thing that uh, we've been waiting to get for since, well, really since May. Got it. But this is on the old owner's uh, dime, I guess, right? Yeah, that was part of the deal. We'll, we'll actually close the deal once uh, once the test flights are done on the new engine. We'll, we'll we'll accept it, and then we actually transfer the rest of the money. We just have deposit hanging out there now in escrow. So right. no money at risk at this point, but we don't want the deal to fail. We're, we're anxious to take this airplane. It's a great Yeah, well, it sounds like quite an upgrade once you get it. I mean, you got to get it, but uh, you said it has uh, all new avionics or glass panels, the whole thing is all tricked yeah. out. Yeah, yeah Gar- a Garmin G3X touch panel, which is kind of latest and greatest, and yeah. uh, air conditioning and tip tanks and oh, there um, you go. some other nice uh, But you're going to share it with a couple other folks. So it'll be like a fractional ownership type of deal you've set up? 
Well, it's a partnership uh, yeah. between the three of us, and mm-hmm. so we all own equal shares. And um, so it'll be an interesting experience for me. I've never been in a partnership before. I've been just sole owner, which, right. you know, from a, a logistic standpoint, makes life easy because, well, it's all on me. But uh, but all, but from an expense standpoint, it's sure nice to share the expense of the airplane and all the uh, insurance and hangar and all that sort of thing and maintenance right with with two other people so it's only a third as expensive as it otherwise might be so yeah but when you uh, want to use the airplane the same time when one of the other partners wants to use the airplane what do you flip a coin or or draw straws um, or what how does that going to who gets to the hangar first you know? okay it's a race <laughs> got it so, so how far out do you have oshkosh booked are you three years yeah. four years out yeah right, right. yeah i've got a book through the rest of the century yeah yeah well yeah you can go together it's a it's a big nice right. airplane Right. Yeah. Definitely. But if there's a race, uh, play dirty. Grab a bat. Yeah, I, I live closer to the to the airport than any of them. So I think okay. Yeah. Just uh, knock them out in the shins, and then you can <laughs> sprint. Uh, take you know that kind of thing. I don't know. That's, you're not going to have any surprises like that, Dennis. You're still on track, right? For a few more weeks, hopefully. I, I'm still on track. I'm in the same situation that Tom is, where the crank went out for uh, for cr- grinding and nitriding, and it's you know if my crank is probably sitting behind his crank because there's only a few <laughs> vendors that do that. So yeah. if they're delayed, so is mine. And you know uh, I'm still waiting for cylinders. Uh, as the la- as of the last time I talked to a Pinnacle, uh, they're still trying to get their hands on it. it the industry is so far backed up right now that you know i think lycoming was still out to sometime in november for new cylinders and continental their their uh, continental prime branded ones are who knows you know it's whenever they can get a couple here a couple there so we're just crossing our fingers for two more cylinders well there you go and and tom when it comes to uh, shopping around for stuff other than the camo and the and the nuts (laughs) and the bolts and things like that is there anything specific uh, for this new aircraft that you think you may need to, you know, consider in the in the coming weeks, or is it too early to know? Well, it's it's really well equipped uh, with this panel, this integrated panel, and the, uh, you know, GFC five hundred autopilot and stuff. It's really well equipped, so there's not a lot to buy. You know, it's a little bit frustrating, but we'll have spent enough money in the airplane, we'll be okay for a while. But right. I do, you know, there are some cheap stuff I need to do. I got some headsets that are that are looking pretty shabby and need some new ear seals, and they mm-hmm. usually have specials on those at the show. So right. I got to go. Uh, <laughs> run around some of the exhibit halls and see what kind of deals I can strike on some cheap stuff, but mm-hmm. uh, no expensive stuff right now. Well, and you got tip tanks on this thing. So yeah. you, how far will the range be on this new Bonanza once you get uh, get your hands on it? Well, it'll be, uh, you know, boy, Lena Peak, you could run that thing probably seven hours, wow. uh, which is longer than I probably care to sit in it. Yeah. Um, but uh, so, yeah, I could, geez, I could make it down to your place easily nonstop. Sure. So you, could t- you could take me out to lunch. Well, you know, if uh, you you fly down there, pick me up, and we'll go to the Bahamas, and lunch is on me. Okay, we could probably just keep on going without refueling. <laughs> yeah, there you go. See? Right. And the trick would be to not pick them up on the way. <laughs> what? No, that, that well, it won't work that way. Uh, you got to pick me up. But no, that that sounds good. But, you know, there'll, there'll be something that you can... Uh, that you can purchase uh, there, oh, of course, Venture, no doubt. Absolutely. And are you as excited as everybody has been this week about Air Venture? Just being the fact that you're out and about with the aviation community once again, isn't it fun to kind of press the flesh? Absolutely, it's been. Uh, you know, it, it, this is number thirty-two or three for me in Oshkosh, and so it's easy to get jaded by the idea of oh, yet another Oshkosh, right? But man, I, I really am looking forward to this one. Uh, it's 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 going to be a, been a great week. We're uh, having a great time, and and so it's yeah, it's been fun to catch up with people. For yeah, sure. it really does change the whole dynamic. Just like what we saw in uh, Sun and Fun, it kind of 
you know, like you said, you get jaded from doing these year in and year out. But then when all of a sudden it's taken away and you're like, oh, my gosh, I didn't realize how much I missed hanging out with the hanging out in the aviation community and yep. and doing this thing. So uh, it's a fun week uh, for sure. And then um, as far as, uh, you know, the air show, are you a nighttime air show guy or do you care much about that kind of stuff? Are you too busy doing business and and uh, talking up AOPA? What do you think? Uh, well, I, I like to go to the air show, at least the night air show, at least once. Yeah. Uh, usually they, they, they've got two. And the wall uh, of fire. Yeah, I got to love that. I mean, that's right. Yes. Uh, a lot, lot of fun. It's beautiful. The, the night show is really beautiful. Uh, it's because, awesome. Uh, it's uh, I miss it. I so miss it. Uh, Dennis is going to send me some pictures uh, from tonight's show. I have no doubt about it. All right, more coming up on Just Plain Radio. Stay close. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. With Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. So we're going to give you an aviation term, and you're going to write the definition of what you think it means on your board. Okay. Flying dirty. I think they were a little shocked at how dirty aviation can sound. Thrust. Cockpit. Suck, squeeze, bang, blow. So what do you think that'd be? Um, the pilot. <laughs> <laughs> Come fly away with me. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me, along with Captain Dennison from AOPA. We have Tom Haynes. You know, the Bachelorette is, uh, you know, in mid-season right now. She's narrowing it down to the last, you know, like four people getting ready to do, uh, I just finished up hometowns and stuff like that. And I, I know Tom's a big fan, uh, but they haven't had enough aviation uh, you know, uh, you know, dates and stuff on the Bachelorette this season. Yeah, are you are you feeling my pain there, Dom? Uh, not at all, because okay. I have no idea what's going on in the show. <laughs> He's a liar. They're all liars. No, I, I watch it so you don't have to. So there oh, you go. Well, thank you. Yeah, right. Send me the notes, will you? <laughs> all right. Look, uh, Air Venture going on uh, this week. We're going to have uh, plenty of coverage uh, on it next week as well. But uh, as we alluded to last week, one of the big things being talked about this uh, this week for sure is that Vision Jet, the new upgraded one we talked about last week. The Vision uh, Vision it's Jet G two G two plus G two plus G two plus. We did the G two at Sun and Fun. Dennis and I got to fly in that. But I, I find out during the commercial break that actually, Tom, you flew the plus like uh, several weeks ago. So, I did. Did, did, does it deserve a plus? What's your thought? <laughs> well, how, how much do you value Wi-Fi? You know, so you can watch the Bachelorette. Uh, well, see, maybe while you're in the air. So <laughs> think of the time savings. Uh, you control them right there on their uh, message boards. Right, exactly uh, from the Vision Jet. But I, mean, but it handles exactly the same. Is there any really kind of flying characteristics that are different to it, or what do you think? No, I mean they have the. Handling characteristics are the same. The big big news is uh, is a little bit of extra engine thrust you get during the takeoff phase. Yeah, um, you know here at Frederick, Maryland, where I I flew it, um, 
and I've flown earlier versions of a Vision Jet off the same runway to you know similar conditions. And so I did notice it was off a little bit earlier, but this is not the environment where that extra thrust is really meant to be uh, useful. It's really hot and high air, uh, airports mm. where um, it, it really is most noticeable. So, you know, they call it as much as 20% improvement in runway performance uh, with the tweak to the FADEC they did, the full authority digital engine control. Right. So, um, anyhow, we didn't really have those kind of conditions here at 304 feet, so uh, we didn't get to see much of a change. But I did get to use the Wi-Fi in flight. We connected, mm-hmm. uh, and and I was texting and doing email and that sort of thing while we were at, uh, I don't know, 18,000 feet or wherever we took it. So, it was uh, it, that was kind of neat. It's a I little bet. bit of a novelty in an airplane of that size. Right. I've been in big business jets before where that's an option, but uh, this is the smallest airplane for which you can get that kind of connectivity. So, that's kind of neat. Well, do we know what the price difference between the, the G2 and the G2 Plus as I recall, it's about one hundred and thirty thousand. So that's all like, for yeah, a plus. Yeah, I mean, come on, but you you're know, already there. Are expensive these days. Exactly. You know? What's another hundred and fifty grand or so? Right. All right, Dennis, you you going to place your order or what? Uh, I would, but you know the the Mooney's engine overall is kind of broke me, so <laughs> yeah. I'll have to wait. Well, that's the latest and greatest uh, on display, obviously, at uh, AirVenture this week. Now, uh, right around, I guess, shortly thereafter, you did that Vision Jet uh, G2 Plus. Uh, you're flying around in this Howard 500. I, I mean, I saw that all over the AOPA website and AOPA Live. And, I mean, you're yep. living large. You were touring in this classic aircraft and, and doing what exactly? Yeah, it's a, it's a wonderful airplane. It was a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we were we were out doing uh, a tour with the owner of the airplane and he, he was flying around the West and uh, we were kind of tagging along and showing it off to a, a few a- AOPA members at some of the stops. And so it's, it is a real ramp magnet. I got to tell you, empties buildings as it pulls up on the ramp, even, even line guys uh, who deal with airplanes all day long and moving airplanes and fueling airplanes. They were stopping, taking video, taking yeah. pictures, uh, selfies, all kinds of stuff with this classic airplane. And it's such a cool airplane. It was, it was certified 1961. Uh, but if you look at it, you'd swear it was from the forties. It's big, huge radial engines and a tail wheel. And, uh, funny thing about it, it carries my, my Bonanza, mm-hmm. uh, carries 80 gallons of fuel. Yeah. This thing carries 80 gallons of oil. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so it burns four gallons of oil an hour. So, how about uh, that? Pretty, pretty significant. So I, I don't even know. What, what, how, how many people can you put in that thing? Uh, it's about 10 passenger seats, and it's okay. a two-pilot two pilot airplane. Right. So, but uh, is it, uh, it makes a lot of racket, I assume, too. Well, um, on the outside, it does, but it's a great sound of these big old radial engines. Exactly. And it's smoking when it starts and all that sort of thing and mm-hmm. waking those cylinders all up. In well, the you got to burn that yeah. oil off somehow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bigger rivet. But on the inside, it's a pressurized airplane. And actually, yeah. on the inside, it, uh, it's, it's quiet. It's got a stand-up cabin, uh, even for an, a regular-sized person, not just for me. Uh, so it's, uh, it's a fun fun airplane and really quite capable. 270 knots for a, for a you know, a piston-powered airplane hmm. is is pretty neat. There, absolutely. And, and yeah. so you toured around. Like, how many how many stops did you guys have on this little run? Well, on that week, I was in eight states in seven days. Wow, nice. So we did about uh, it was about nine or ten stops. Yeah, uh, and um, and through Texas and California, or New Mexico, California, Washington, Oregon, uh, Montana, Idaho. And somewhere in a couple other in there somewhere. So what what does it cost to operate a plane like that by hour? Do we have any idea or if you have to ask oh, you shouldn't? 
kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> I mean, and even like somebody said, well, what, what's the cost? So it's like, you know, there's only two of them flying in the world. Yeah. Um, so it's like priceless. Uh, it really is because, uh, you know, you can't replace it. If yeah. something were to happen to you, it's literally not replaceable. So you're uh, hopping around uh, the U.S. doing these this little, little tour stop, people coming out, taking pictures. Uh, were they doing flights, too, where you could actually – they would fly them around, or was it more just uh, – <laughs> Speaking uh, of the Federal Aviation Regulations, yeah, as we right. were earlier, mm-hmm. uh, no, it got complicated when we – you know, trying to take people for a flight um, got, got sort of complicated from a regulatory standpoint. So, no, unfortunately, we couldn't take anybody – for flights, yeah. um, but we did have them in the airplane, and they got to sit in it and talk to the pilots. and And uh, one of the pilots uh, is a shuttle pilot, a six time shuttle, uh, three time commander, three time pilot. So, you know, he's got great stories uh, about the space program. And wow, it was fun. Okay, and so he just does this as a hobby on the side. Yeah, he races Reno. He's a real aviation enthusiast, and so he uh, he flies this airplane on the side. And How the other that? pilots uh, is also a mechanic, which. Flying around in an airplane like this, it's good to have a mechanic. So he does double duty as pilot and mechanic. I got it. So this plane is uh, on site at Air Venture this week too. Is yeah, that right? right. It's 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 out there in the classics area, uh, green uh, and yellow, and it's a huge airplane. So uh, you're not you're not going to miss it uh, mm-hmm. if you walk down in the classics area. Yeah, and the uh, owner, where's he keep this thing when he's not at Air Venture or doing a tour with you and in AOPA? Yeah, it's based up in uh, Anoka County Airport in Minneapolis, uh, north of Minneapolis. So it's uh, he's he's he cares for it there, and he's got a second one. Uh, only two of them flying in the world, like I said, and then he's got actually got two more for for parts. Wow! So uh, it's you know it's one. He has the entire are, fleet of these aircraft. <laughs> How about yeah, that, all of we could say all of them. Yeah. Um, but it's wonderful that people like that are willing to spend the money, and it's a lot of money, mm-hmm. to keep these things in flying shape and, and share them with the public and take them out on events like uh, like he was doing a couple of weeks ago and to take them to Oshkosh because uh, it's a lot of money to move these things around and keep them flying and, and keep them beautiful. And this thing is pristine. Yeah. And and so, uh, you know, God bless uh, Tony Philippi who, who does this uh, because uh, we need more people like him who's willing to share uh, equipment like that with the rest of the world absolutely you know we need those folks to kind of keep these uh you know like you said tweaked up so they can be put on display and everybody can gawk all over them like they're doing yeah. at uh, air venture this week you're going to go take a look i assume right dennis oh absolutely i've seen that airplane up close before because you know it's from my old backyard but it's still anytime it's out and about i want to see it and i'm sure i'm not the only one i've heard stories of people you know climbing fences to get pictures and taking a look at it so okay yeah, we don't recommend that crowd. <laughs> just go uh, to air venture you don't have to climb any fences uh don't don't break the law and just thank him for what he's done to make these uh, fine pieces of machinery available for the world to enjoy. Hey, and on uh, that note, we'll wrap it up for this week. Till next time, remember, there is no better high than learning, learning to fly. To fly. Just Plane Radio is brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. I say we take off and nuke the entire site from orbit. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. It's the only way to be sure. Just Plane Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. They're just plain wrong. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at JustPlaneRadio.com. I'm going to leave my people up to the radio tower. So tell a friend and take off every week with Just Plane Radio. And I'm going to make a call. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Bye, bye, yeah, yeah. Bye, bye.
Listen up, everybody. I have some news. The opinions you just heard on Just Plain Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. We are screwed. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. A little too far. Cross the line. There are many factors to consider before learning to fly. What is your problem? So make sure you do your own research and get the proper instruction before your exploration into aviation. Thank you very much, sir. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at JustPlainRadio.com. 